Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. Commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, it seems as though if we're not careful in our reading that the first and second commandment are simply a repetition of one another. It's as as though that God is saying, you shall have no idols, commandment number one, and you should also, just in case you missed it, have no idols, commandment number two. Um, But that's not the case. The second commandment, the prohibition against uh, images, carved images, uh, statues, idols that are physically constructed, is, is actually a prohibition against taking the true God, Yahweh, in the case of Israel, and trying to make a visible expression of him. Trying to take God who is spirit, and we know this from John chapter 4, and the discourse between Jesus and his earthly ministry with the Samaritan woman by the well, Jesus says that God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And she asks this question, really her tactic is to kind of change the the conversation, to redirect the uh, conversation away from her sin, uh, which he puts his finger on first, but he answers her question, and her question is about the place of worship. Should we, should we worship at the mountain, speaking of Mount Sinai, or at the temple in Jerusalem? And Jesus responds by saying, I tell you the truth, a time is coming when the true worshipers will neither worship here nor there, but, but they will worship God who is spirit. They will worship him in spirit and in truth. Essentially, Jesus is saying that this temple is going to be destroyed. And we know that that's what Jesus is getting at because he says that verbatim later to his disciples. As they're walking by the temple, he says, truly, I tell you, not one stone will be standing on another. And so Jesus is saying it's not about the place of worship, or at least it's no longer about that as we enter into the new covenant, which will be inaugurated by the completion of Jesus' earthly ministry, his his crucifixion, his resurrection, and ascension to the right hand. And so worship ultimately is a matter of the heart. Worship ultimately is a spiritual practice. God is spirit because God is not physical and located in a certain physical geographic region. God is rather spirit and therefore omnipresent so we can worship him anywhere. And so it's not the place of our worship, um, but it's the manner of our worship. It's the heart of our worship. It's not where we worship. It is how we worship. It's how we worship, and of course, beyond that, it's also who we worship. So God is spirit. Uh, One of the reasons why God is spirit and not physical, speaking of God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, we know that Christ has taken on a physical body in his incarnation. He remains the God-man forever. So Jesus still is in the flesh, the glorified flesh, seated at the right hand of the Father. But the Father and the Spirit do not have physical bodies, and one of the reasons why is because God is infinite. Flesh is is finite. If, If in no other reason, even if it's flesh, like we will have in heaven one day, glorified flesh that does not grow weary or hungry or die or, or um, catch disease, even glorified flesh is still finite in the sense that its presence, its location is limited. Its location is limited. 
God is spirit because he is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He is not constrained or confined by a physical body that would limit him to one physical geographic location. So God is spirit. And what Israel sought to do, the most infamous example, when Moses was up on the mountain, he comes back and he finds out what's been going on while he was away discoursing with God, is is that they, they weren't saying, hey, here's another God other than Yahweh who led us up out of Egypt, out of the bondage of slavery, and it's this calf. No, what they were doing is they're saying, this calf is Yahweh. This graven image is a graven, physical, finite image of the one true God. And so the reason why we have both the first and second commandment is because it's not a repetition. It's not redundant. It's not saying, don't have any other gods, and in case you missed it, don't have any other gods. No, it's saying, don't have any other gods, commandment number one. Commandment number two, also don't take the true God and make him physical. God is spirit. And we do not worship, we do not live by sight, walk by sight, as the scripture says, but we walk by faith. And faith does not come by what we see, but faith rather comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The Christian faith has always been, even in the old covenant, unique among other religions and other cults. The Christian faith is a word-centric faith. Christians and Jews under the Old Covenant have always been a word-centric people. They've always been people of the text. It has always been preaching. It has always been writing. It has always been in that way that God has communicated himself to his people, not primarily in what they see, but rather in what they hear. So the second commandment is saying, don't take the true God and try to make him visible. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And faith focuses on hearing the word of God, hearing the word of God, not just seeing God. So the first commandment, to have no other gods before him, what does that mean? Well, it means not to have any other idol that would represent not not fashioning the true God in a physical light, but actually another God. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.